Open up to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Before we get started, I just want to tell you I am on a trial period of this new microphone. I feel like I am on ground control to NASA. Actually, Declan said, no, you look like one of those cheesy mega pastors, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Declan. Thanks a lot. Easy over there, Jake. So we're going to try this out because then the other one, when you put the lavalier on, every time you look down, it kind of poofs, poofs. So this, so I'm going to try it out a little bit today. See, yep, still, can you hear me now? Okay, Luke chapter 13. Um, Jared, you'll find this interesting. Yesterday I was reading the news, and it actually, hit, it's hitting on this subject that we're going to talk about today. And I read this front page news headline. Said a man who was convicted of posing as a priest was selling bogus trips to see Pope Francis, and now he's back in jail. Like, oh, that's interesting. A man who was convicted of posing as a priest, selling bogus trips to see Pope Francis, is back in. When you go and read uh, some of the copy, it said that he's done this a number of times. Every time he gets out of jail. He goes and he poses as a priest, puts on the garb, and sells different things to people. Last time he was selling trips to, Pope, to see Pope Francis. Then I was, you know, as I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? A guy who's posing as a priest selling access. What's the big deal? We prosecute charlatans when it comes to the things of this world, but for the most part, we actually celebrate and ex exalt charlatans who sell access to heaven all the time. Today, we're going to talk about that. The title of this message is The Key, The Door to the Kingdom, and Who Gets In? Access. That's really the whole idea today. Who has access. Today's passage, too, it's, in a way, you're going to, man, it's going to go a lot of different ways, but if you notice, it will stay on track, always talking about access. Actually, today's passage begins incredibly sad, and it ends incredibly sad. This is a very emotional passage. If you were, if you, we read, we read the Bible often, and we just breeze through it. But we have to read it. I heard one pastor say, read it as if you're there. Read it as if you're there. And then when we read this passage, we're going to note two things. We're going to see a man named Jesus. And Jesus, when he sees distress, it breaks his heart. Broken people break him. Another thing we're going to see is arrogant people, oh, man, they burn him up. And he's going to be both broken, he's going to be angry, and then he's going to be very frustrated. And so if you can, let's start in verse 10 of Luke chapter 13, verse 10. And we're going to see this is really all about the kingdom. He's going to start this whole kingdom series. What the kingdom is, in my, in my estimation, it's the rule of God in our hearts first, and then it's going to reach out from there and touch everything. 
So let's begin in verse 10. Now he was teaching, and again, remember, imagine you're there. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. So it's kind of like church. And there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and he said, Woman, you are freed from your disability. 18 years. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. And so she glorified God. Why wouldn't she? 18 years. Well, verse 14. The ruler of the synagogue was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites. Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at the glorious things that were done by him. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made their nests in its branches. And again he said, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? That's where I want to end. We're going to go all the way to the end of the chapter, but I want to end there. If you notice, there's, there's common themes and it's linked, really, in verse 18. He's linking this woman who was crippled or bent over for 18 years to access to the kingdom of God. And he's relating it. And the question is, well, how? Well, let's begin verse 10. Verse 10 is a terrible scenario. I'm going to say, I'm going to call this a crooked world. It's a crooked world. It's like that, that poem, there was a crooked man who walked a crooked mile crooked style with crooked everything's crooked in this story you have a crooked woman physically she's bent over for 18 years i used to have a lady in my church that was like this she had a really big humpback and she would always come in late she'd walk about that fast and nobody talked to her she'd sit in the back and i remember as a kid when you're a kid you notice those things but you don't say anything when you're an adult, you just ignore those things. I also had a guy in my church, it was a strange thing, he had a little bit of elephantitis where his skin was like wax and it dripped, looked like it dripped. Big teardrop of skin that would come off of his chin and he'd hold out his arms to get communion and his skin would drip. And 